Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to take a bite out of the competition? Are you looking for ideas to make your business better? Welcome to the Core Business Show with Tim Jacquet, sponsored by Apple Capital Group. At the core of every successful business, you'll find people making a difference. And with each episode of the Core Business Show, we talk with those people, examine those ideas, and explore the strategies that make them special. Now, the host of the Core Business Show, Tim Jacquet. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Core Business Show. I'm Tim Jacquet, your host. Today, we're going to talk about uh, business lending, but we're actually going to put a spin to it. We're going to talk about uh, credit union actually giving you a loan for your business. Our special guest is Bruce Horta. He is a business lending manager at Members' Choice Credit Union in Houston. And we're going to talk to him about uh his involvement in SBA lending, and uh, talk more about his bank. And also, he has a business blog as well. So if you want to tune into the conversation, you can dial 347-324-3460, or you can post a question in the chat room, and I, can, I will read it on the air. Bruce, welcome to the program. Uh, thank you, Tim. Thanks for in- inviting me. I guess to begin with, kind of tell us about yourself. Our uh, listeners like to hear personal stories from people versus just reading everything out loud. Uh, they end up learning something new about the person. So just if you can take a moment, tell us how you got started and how did you get started on lending? Well, I got started in the banking business when I graduated from the University of Texas in Austin with a, a BBA in finance. And my first job was working for the state of Texas as a bank examiner for the state banking department. Oh, wow. Uh, So I I did that for about four years, and that was a a very good training ground for me, uh, after which time uh, I joined First City National Bank in Houston and went directly into the credit department for commercial lending, and from there went to a commercial lending desk. And uh, then I worked for a couple of community banks in Houston, one of which I was president of for six years before we sold it. And uh, after that, uh, I decided to focus more on my SBA lending experience, uh, which was more specific to small business lending, uh, by joining a, a non-bank lending company called BLX Business Loan Express and spent 14 years with them before coming here to the credit union. Wow. Tell us about Members' Choice. Um, uh, nobody ever thinks of going to a credit union to try to get a, a, a loan, a business loan or SBA loan. Tell us about the history of uh, uh, Members' Choice and how they got into SBA lending. Well, credit unions have experienced uh, deregulation in the past few years, and uh, you're right. Uh, Most credit unions are focused on banking services uh, for their consumer members. Um, Due to deregulation efforts, we are now able to do limited business lending. Uh, I say limited because uh, we are limited to 12.25% of our total assets as far as business loans uh, by the regulators, uh, Mm -hmm. which is much more restrictive than what the banks experience. And uh, so that's why we decided to get into the SBA government-backed SBA uh, business loan program because the guaranteed portion of those loans doesn't count toward our business lending cap. Wow. And... uh, 
having been a banker for all those years, I didn't really know much about credit unions myself, and uh, I was inspired to come to work here by the CEO, who was an ex-banker and very experienced with the SBA loan program, and uh, we've had top-down support for that program for the last three years since we started it. Uh, after only two years in SBA lending, we became in volume the number two—I mean, number ten SBA lender in Houston, uh, right up there with the the big uh, national banks. Uh, wow! Congratulations! So it's been a very successful program. Uh, kind of tell us about credit unions. We know a lot about you know, regular commercial banks, but. What is so unique about credit unions? I mean, we see on the surface, but we really don't understand them. Well, the main difference is that um, when we receive a charter from either the state or from the federal regulators, just like banks do, um, we are a nonprofit corporation. We don't have shareholders, uh, and therefore, um, we're not always focused on return on investment. Our main focus is serving the customer or the member. Um, that was a, a foreign environment for me when I came here, but uh, it's been very rewarding. Um, I find that it trickles down to even employee relations. If everybody's focused on serving the member, then we all seem to be on the same page. And uh, it's a very comfortable, relaxed uh, working environment. And uh, credit unions have experienced uh, a lot of popularity in the past few years as uh, people uh, leave big banks in their high fees and uh, come to the credit unions. And the small businesses that have found us uh, are really happy to see that credit unions are starting to provide business banking services, and we do. We provide a full array of business banking services uh, for the small business. Wow. With the traditional banking side, uh, uh, commercial banks, do they consider you guys a, a threat? Because, uh, you know, for the past five or six years, I'm just seeing uh, uh, credit unions in Texas just mushrooming, and this is across the, uh, across the country, just mushrooming faster than some banks. Um, I would have to say yes, um, mainly because we've been working on some legislation in Congress to increase the business lending cap for credit unions. Um, as a percentage of our assets, we've been more aggressive than business, with business lending than banks have. Um, however, we've had a lot of difficulty uh, in getting uh, congressional support because the bank lobby is so strong. Wow. When it comes to uh, the differences, prime differences, we, if you sit down and, and talk to someone at Wells Fargo and you sit down to talk to someone at maybe a small charter bank, then sit down with uh, uh, a credit union like yours, what are the differences between those three scenarios the person would experience? I would I would say that uh well having been in banking the last 30 years uh I've got a pretty broad perspective and the environment in the credit union reminds me of the in, the community bank environment 20 years ago. Uh mm -hmm. we know our our customers our members really well and uh that's 
the whole focus here is is taking care of them and there it's a friendly environment a relaxed environment um and i that really reminds me of what it used to be like to walk into those uh small community banks when i was a bank examiner back in uh the late 70s wow Tell us about the SBA program and what lending products uh, that Members Choice is offering to the community. We are participating in the SBA 7A loan program, and that's the one where a lender, a participating bank or credit union or non-bank licensed lender, gets a partial government guarantee on the loan, uh, generally at 75%. Uh, if we have a loss on that loan due to business failure, we are able to recover uh, 75% of that loss. Uh, it doesn't mean that we can go out wholesale and make loans to just anybody that comes along because we're going to be covered on our losses. Um, actually, the SBA monitors our track record, and uh, we wouldn't be able to continue participating in the program if we had too many losses. Um, so uh, with the SBA 7A loan program uh, and the government backing, what I usually tell small business owners is it means lower down payment requirements, longer repayment terms, and easier qualifying criteria than conventional bank loans. Okay. And the, go ahead. In, in the SBA loan that you get from any participating SBA lender is basically the same product. The big difference is the delivery of service that goes along with it and the expertise of the individuals that are offering it. Um, Fortunately, here at our credit union, I have an associate uh, who runs the back room and I run the marketing, uh, and we each have 30 years of small business lending experience and uh, over 15 years of specialized SBA lending experience, so we think we've got a pretty smooth delivery program. Uh, what are the loan size and interest rates when it comes to the uh, 7A program? Good question. The maximum SBA 7A loan is going to be for $5 million. Wow. Um, almost all businesses, I, I, I've heard a statistic that something like 95% of all businesses in the United States fit the criteria for small business under the SBA. And mm-hmm. so there's a lot of businesses that we can accommodate with SBA loans. The the restriction for the 7A guaranteed program, however, is that any one borrower can only borrow up to $5 million. Uh, so if they get one $5 million loan, that's it. If they get one $1 million loan, they still have $4 million capacity additional. Okay. Um, as far as uh, interest rates, they are competitive with conventional bank financing. Um, some small business owners will say it seems a little bit high, but those are generally the ones that are comparing it to financing for cars and homes. Uh, commercial financing tends to be a couple of points higher. The maximum that SBA allows us to charge for an interest rate on an SBA loan is prime plus two and three quarters, and that's the uh, prime rate that's quoted in the Wall Street Journal. Right now, that would be 6%. Okay. And what's the minimum loan size? That's going to differ from lender to lender depending upon their appetite. One of our... uh, reasons for success here is that we've been 
willing to do the smaller loans. Uh, when I worked for a large for-profit non-bank SBA lender, I wouldn't look at a, a loan under 500000 because I didn't oh, have enough wow. incentive to do it. But here we can do SBA loans as small as 50000 Uh so we, I think uh, we're, we're even getting referrals from other SBA lenders because of that. Wow. Uh, what about is – go ahead. And there's two types of SBA loans uh, as far mm-hmm. as uh, terms uh, and how long you have to repay the loan. One is where the majority of the loan proceeds is used to finance business real estate. That would, that would be any type of real estate facility that's used and occupied by the business uh, majority occupied. And for real estate to be eligible for SBA financing, you do have to occupy 51% or more of the square footage under roof. And uh, so uh, that loan has a 25-year eligible term. It's a permanent mortgage for 25 years. You don't have a balloon that you have to refinance after three or five years like many times you would with the bank. Um, If there's no real estate in the loan and we're just financing a business acquisition or equipment or working capital, something without real estate, then you have a 10-year term. Okay, and what's the the minimum and the maximum for that loan size? Same minimum and max, uh, 50 to 5 million as far as we're concerned. Okay, any prepayment penalties? Um, On the non-real estate loans, there are not any prepayment penalties. On the real estate loans, there are. Uh, I consider them pretty light. Uh, It's 5% the first year, 3% the second year, 1% the third year, and none thereafter. Additionally, uh, an SBA borrower can pay ahead on their loan during those first three years, up to 25% of the principal balance each year without incurring the prepayment penalty. Why do they actually have a prepayment penalty uh, in the loan? It, was it, would it be better in the bank interest for them just to pay it off early? Um, a lot of lenders will sell the guaranteed portion of the loan in the secondary market and generate a premium mm-hmm. for that. Um, they'll also continue to earn uh, a fee for servicing the loan. And uh, it doesn't make sense to uh, expend uh what you would have to uh, expend uh, to do a loan of, of that size uh, or, or, or with the paperwork that we have to go through if if it's going to pay off uh, before three years. Uh, okay. uh, and, 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 and it also it helps the secondary market by not having too high of a prepayment risk for the investors who buy that. Uh, what about the business sizes? It, it, do you have to be a certain size? Or you can be mom and pop operation, or you can be like a a mid sized uh, company. Is there a certain amount? Hey, you no longer qualify for if you're beyond this point. Yes, um, and that's where we were talking about. Um, roughly 95% of all businesses are classified as small businesses okay. and eligible for financing. Uh, definitely most of the public companies are not. They're going to be too large. Um, every industry has uh, an industry code, and uh, we have a size standard for each industry, and it's either based upon annual revenues or number of employees. And so we look that up on a chart to make sure that the business is eligible for SBA financing when we take the loan application. Okay. Uh, take- size standard is rarely an issue for us. 
Okay. If, if we go a little step farther, you know, for example, some small companies are becoming public so they can have more uh, access to capital. Uh, would a uh, public corporation uh, qualify if they still under those size limits, either for uh, employees or number of employee number of employees or income? Most of the time, they're gonna. By the time they go public, they're gonna be of a size that they won't be eligible anymore. Okay. And and they now have access to capital that they didn't have before, and probably don't need the SBA loan program. Okay. Um, also, when we talk about the purpose of the loan, you mentioned earlier for equipment, um, real estate, any other type of options. Can you purchase inventory? Uh, can you use it for working capital? Um, and so forth. Uh, can I give us some uh, some products, meaning that the loan will be approved on? Um, any legitimate business expen expenditure can be financed okay. with an SBA loan. Uh, so there is no restriction on that as far as the 7A loan program. There is a, another SBA loan program that is limited to financing only fixed assets, real estate or equipment and that's the SBA 504 loan program. It's not as widely used or as common as the 7A program. We've only mm -hmm. done one here at this uh, financial institution, uh, but that's mainly because um, we are concerned about the credit union business lending cap. By using the 7A loan program, the guaranteed portion of the loan doesn't, in, doesn't count toward our cap. But if we do a 504 loan, the way those are structured is that 50% of the project cost is financed with a conventional loan by the bank or credit union, and okay. the rest of the financing comes from, and it could be up to 40%, uh, comes from a government-backed debenture. Uh, which is issued by an SBA certified development corporation. So the financial institution goes into partnership with the CDC and uh, each provides a piece of the financing. Um, the, the participating lender gets a priority first lien on the fixed asset for the 50% mm -hmm. that they loaned, and that's why they don't need a guarantee is because they've got great collateral, and the SBA certified development corporation takes the second lien. Okay. Is there a minimum down payment for the 7A and the 504? Usually it's 10%, and um, and that's going to vary widely depending upon the loan request and the credentials of the borrower. Uh, I think you'd ask, and I failed to respond, uh, about typical uses of SBA loans. I would say most common for us are going to be two different things. Uh, one is going to be for business acquisitions. We do mm -hmm. a lot of financing for people who are buying businesses. Uh, and the other is for small business, owner-occupied real estate. Um, I spend a lot of time educating and marketing to the commercial real estate community uh, so that those brokers know that this financing is available to make some of those real estate deals happen that wouldn't have otherwise happened. Um, Besides those two main categories, um, we also may see financing for partner buyouts, um, mm -hmm. for business expansion, buying additional equipment or working capital to hire additional employees. Um, the SBA 7A loan is a term loan. It's not a revolver or, or a line of credit. So um, usually 
if they need if the business needs a revolving line of credit, they will accommodate that with conventional bank financing. The bank will take a lien on their accounts receivable and inventory and will be over there financing the real estate or equipment uh, with the hard asset as collateral for our loan. Okay, so actually if they do enter uh, either loan, they actually want everything uh, for collateral in the business. Um, The um, SBA loan does not have to be fully secured with collateral. Uh, Okay. It helps. The more collateral you have, the stronger your loan request will be. But uh, we are not forced to take all their assets for collateral. Uh, okay. If a, if a borrower is under-collateralized with an SBA loan, say they're buying real estate and they're financing 90% of the cost of that real estate, mm-hmm. we look at the collateral value of that real estate as 75% of its cost. So we would be undersecured. What SBA asks us to do is look to see if they have any other assets without liens. And if they do, we may take a, a, a lien on that asset to shore up the collateral position. But if they don't have other assets that they could pledge, say, for instance, the owner has a retirement account, uh, that's exempt. Uh, their homestead's exempt. Uh, their cars are exempt. So those things we would not take for collateral, even if they had them. Okay. Uh, also, when it comes to uh, the loan requirements itself, is there a certain requirement that you really need to have for the loan? Um, we always want the borrower to have good credit. Um, <laughs> okay. How, how a, a, a borrower pays other creditors is probably our best statistical indicator of how they're going to pay us. Um, we we may have a little more leeway than a bank does with conventional lending because of the government guarantee, but we still basically like to see them pay all their bills on time. Um, We will also be looking at management background and experience. Um, That strengthens the loan if the borrower has experience in the industry, say they're buying a new business, and so we don't know, we don't, we don't have a track record for them. Uh, if they've owned that type or managed that type of business before, that could be helpful, or if their education was for that type of business. Um, we also look at skin in the game. We will never loan 100% of a, of a project cost or a business's financing requirements. Um, the business owner always has to have some equity uh, in, in the uh, business. Um, we will look at historical trends on cash flow. Uh, cash flow is what pays our loan payments. And so um, we will go back three years on tax returns and financial statements to see how the business has been doing. Um, We uh, will look at the value of the collateral. That helps, although we talked about it's not absolutely required. Um, Mm -hmm. Let's see. Am I leaving out anything? I think that covers it on most of the areas that we're looking at. Okay. So uh, as of credit, what is the minimum score that you guys will look at uh, for a good credit risk? Uh, We're not score-driven, so we do look at the credit report and try to see what's going on there. But I would say as a general rule of thumb, probably 650 on on the personal credit score. It would be, uh, if it gets below that, uh, we're going to start asking a lot more questions about what happened to make it go lower. Okay. 
And how long does it normally take for the whole process beginning to the end? Um, it depends. Um, real estate loans take longer than non-real estate loans because of appraisal requirements, uh, also requirement for survey, uh, attorney-prepared real estate documents, uh, and uh, environmental assessment. Um, also, if we're financing new construction, we have to approve a contractor and a set of plans and set them with the, up with our construct, construct, construction management company that monitors the job and controls the disbursements. But um, in general, we will once we receive a complete application, we can pre-qualify them within a week. Hopefully, our goal is within 48 hours, but that's not always possible. Um, okay. Then we issue a terms proposal and if the borrower accepts it it goes into full underwriting and that will usually take about two weeks and after that is when we can give a firm commitment one of the reasons that we can go a little bit faster on these uh, firm commitments is that we're mm -hmm. designated as a preferred SBA lender we earn that designation um, with our experience and our track record here at the credit union, and that allows us to approve loans on behalf of the SBA without having to send the whole file to them for a second approval. Um, a lot of participating lenders uh, may not have attained the preferred lender status, and it may take a little bit longer because they're going to have to send it into the SBA before closing on it. Okay. What type of things underwriting is looking for? Um, as I mentioned, we're, we're looking at that financial history, the, the, mm -hmm. the last three years, um, primarily tax returns. Um, since the SBA loan program is a government-backed loan program, uh, they like us to do our evaluation on the tax returns. Uh, they want to make sure wow. that borrower is paying income tax. <laughs> Uh, and, and, that, and, and if they're not paying income tax, the only income that we can recognize is what they're paying tax on. Um, we're going to look at management resumes and experience, um, and uh, we're going to look at the history of the company and what they do, who their competitors are. I mean, we've really got to take a global look at everything personal financially as well as mm -hmm. corporate. Um, if there are affiliates, if the owner of the business owns other businesses, we have to look at those too because uh, uh, how they, if they had one business that's suffering, it may bleed over into another. Follow. So, again, you recognize what's on the tax return. So if they deduct the world and end up paying a dollar a year. <laughs> and Actually, taxes. deductions are okay. Um, because okay. we're looking more at cash flow than we are at income, and your typical deductions like depreciation, we'll add that back because it's actually cash flow available to make loan payments. Okay, um, I'll And uh, say, for instance, if uh, somebody's refinancing debt, um, interest that their interest expense that they've been paying on the debt that we're going to refinance, we'll add that back because that's available to service our new debt. But if they... Uh, I'm not going to say abuse, but if they actually deduct the world off now, and uh, now what we uh, what we do okay. see a lot, um, especially with retail businesses that have a lot of cash transactions, they may not mm -hmm. report all that income. If it's not reported, okay. we don't recognize it. Okay, I'll follow. Uh, and it's backed up with a bank statements as well. Um, use again? Yeah, I mean because the CPA is actually going to prepare that tax return from those bank statements. 
Okay. Okay. Um, also, uh, regarding the the packaging itself, when you per, when you look at a startup, what do you actually look up uh, look at when it comes to a startup? Then versus an existing business is a little easier because you can get cash flow. But at startup is a little different. How you guys view that? Yeah, because there's no historical financial information. No. And so what becomes critical is the business plan and financial projections. Um, the business plan will hopefully have a good market study and feasibility analysis. And the mm -hmm. way they write that business plan is going to tell us a lot about what they know about their industry and the amount of research that they've done. And then accompanying that business plan will be financial projections uh, month by month for the first 12 months of the business and then annually for the second 12 months. And those projections are no better than the assumptions that they use. And so we tear apart the assumptions and we make sure that they tie back to the business plan and the research that they did for their feasibility analysis. Wow. Uh, so the business plan tells us a lot. Their management resume uh, with their past background and history could tell us a lot. If they've owned businesses in the past, we can look at tax returns from those businesses, even if they don't own them anymore, to see that they were successful. Wow. Okay, so you're still going to go back three years as well for the, the tax return. Well, if they don't own the business anymore, we're not required to. But okay. if they uh, provide the tax returns from a business that they previously owned and show us that they were successful and made money with it, that can be very helpful, okay. especially but if, if they, it's in the same industry. Wow. So if they didn't have that and they just started out fresh, they, they leave in GE or something like that? Yeah, the then, then we're down to you know the experience that shows up on their management resume and the experience okay. that shows up in their business plan and, and the research. Okay, Startup so business businesses are much more difficult to qualify because you have less to work with. Okay. Uh, what are the common problems you normally see in these applications when people come to you? Uh, people don't like paperwork. Um, and <laughs> gathering together three years of tax returns and financials, filling out debt schedules and management resumes, writing business plans, you can imagine we see we see the gamut from one from absolutely no sophistication to pretty high levels of sophistication so i would say with small businesses that can be a real challenge uh wow. typically the small business owner is wearing a lot of hats and so um a lot of times what we recommend is that use the CPA that you're going to be using to do your taxes to help you with the business plan, to format it properly, uh, because accounting is a language, and it's a language that we speak and, and, and the CPA speaks, but the business owner may have uh, limited uh, 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 conversing ability with it. <laughs> so the, the, the CPA <laughs> becomes the go-between. I remember 20 years ago, uh, probably in the late 80s, uh, when I got started, they used to have like SBA packagers say, hey, you go to this person, hit package to make sure everything is right for the uh, the loan officer. So the loan officers don't have to get the headache to deal with all the things, hey, I need this, 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 and this. There, there were some packagers that will sit down and get all the stuff packaged for what you need to submit to a SBA 
uh, lender so you can start off with everything in hand and then go from that point. Does that still exist today? They do. Um, that is an industry that still exists. Um, I think probably less so than 10 or 15 years ago. Uh, for instance, with us, uh, we have proprietary software that we run all our accounting on for SBA loans, but it also has templates for the SBA loan package, and we feel much more comfortable doing the package ourselves. Uh, for the borrower, okay. and and we will charge them for it like a packager will, but we feel that we can rely on the information uh, much better if we've done it ourselves. Is there a difference between uh, as a startup buying me uh, starting a franchise with a proven record, than versus starting their own company with their own ideas? So if you took great. McDonald's, You're, yeah, great question. Um, for People uh, leaving the corporate environment and taking a 401k and, and converting that to equity for a new business, uh, they uh, may not have a lot of experience in the business they want to go into. And by choosing a franchise that has a really good track record, you can ride the coattails of the franchise. So that is something that uh, I, I, I think is a good idea. Uh, the franchise, actually, franchises often don't want you to have a lot of management experience in their industry because if you don't, you're more likely to follow their formula for success. Wow. Uh, not every franchise is a good franchise, and mm -hmm. uh, we have statistics from the SBA on every franchise uh, franchisee who's ever gotten an SBA loan. Uh, throughout the United States. And so um, when I receive an application for somebody to buy or start up a new franchise business, that's one of the first things I do is I look at the uh, SBA uh, record of how many SBA loans were made to franchisees of that franchise, how many defaulted, and how many uh, the lenders took losses on. Wow. So all, the, all that statistics are available for, uh, to you guys. Yes, and another okay. thing that uh, a franchisee receives is the uh, uh, financial disclosure statement from the uh, franchisor, and uh, legally that require that uh, provides a lot of statistical information for us on how many franchises or uh, franchisees are part of that franchise, how long they've been around, how many have failed. Uh, and so forth. So uh, we do a lot of research on the franchise. Okay. Well, uh, last two questions when it comes to territory. What is your territory? Is it all Houston or Texas? For us, it's all of Texas. Being located in Houston, um, we will show preference for loans that are closer to us because we can go by the business and monitor it and put our, touch it and feel it. Uh, but uh, we do have capacity to do lending throughout Texas, and we do have several projects uh, outside the Houston area. Okay. And any advice that you would like to give people who want to come to you to uh, to get a business loan through your credit union for either program, uh, what advice do you have and what you would like to see when they actually show up to your door? It's really good if they can be prepared with that business plan and those financial projections. And uh, for new business owners that don't have a lot of experience with that, there are a lot of resources out there. Um, the U.S. Small Business Administration itself has the core of retired business executives. It's called SCORE, and uh, they are 
can be some very good consultants uh, for all types of questions in starting up a business and getting financing. Um, there are also uh, several university systems that uh, work with the SBA and small business owners and get federal subsidies. Like in Houston, we have the University of Houston Small Business Development Center, and several of the satellite offices are at the uh, community college campuses around town. And we get a lot of really good advice uh, from those guys. Uh, if, if a borrower comes to me and they're not prepared, that's the first place I send them. Perfect. Well, what you like to leave us with, uh, I know you have a blog, if you can share that, and also your contact information about your bank, and how can they uh, reach out to you? Um, my blog is one where I publish an article uh, approximately once a month about how to use the SBA loan program. And it's located at bruceherta.wordpress.com. That's B-R-U-C-E-H-U-R-T-A dot wordpress.com. Um, we also have some information on our website, www.mccu.com, for Members' Choice Credit Union. And uh, I invite people to go to either of those places and look at that information. Feel free to contact me anytime. Uh, my direct phone line is 281-754-1112. Okay, and what's that direct telephone number again? 281-754-1112. Great. Bruce, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing all your information. Thank you so much. It's been my pleasure. Great. Take care. Have a good day. And the same here. Take care. Again, it's been another production of the Core Business Show with Tim Jacquet. You can download this episode on iTunes and Block Talk Radio. Everybody have a great day. And Thank you for listening to the Core Business Show with Tim Jacquet. For a free quote on equipment leasing and financing, visit our website, applecapitalgroup.com. That's applecapitalgroup.com. And fill out the information to receive your free quote. We hope you'll join us for our next episode. And remember, you can always get to the core via iTunes. You'll find all our previous previous episodes episodes there. there. Thanks Thanks again again for listening listening to the Core core Business Business Show Show with Tim Tim Jacquet.